Welcome back to episode two of Unfiltered, the football podcast. My name's Dakota. I'm here with my co-host, CJ. How are you living, Siege? I'm doing good, man. Ready for some good playoff football this weekend and ready to start another episode. Yeah, we have a full slate today. I've been on Twitter all week. I've been just ready to go for this episode. First up, I'd like to talk about what happened last week. We thought that Miami was going to win heavily. They did not. They, they, they didn't win at all. It was, it was bad. In fact, it was even one of my locks last week. That's how sure I thought that Miami was going to win that football game. And now we're sitting here, Bills with a blowout win. I forget what the score was, but they just ran away with it. Yes, the Bills, the Bills locked Miami out of the playoffs. And the best part of it was I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. And I still picked them to lose that game. How messed up is that? Well, as unpredictable as Week 17 was, and it was a doozy, I will tell you that much right now, It that take, I felt so good about CJ. I thought that that take was a sure lock to the bank, and I was incorrect. Well, let's see if we can get some right this weekend and hopefully get back going. Yeah, so the playoffs are, are coming in, and I've been watching a lot of, uh, I know you've been on the TikTok app, and I am actually on NFL TikTok for some reason. I saw this guy's predictions, and he predicted no upsets this week, and I am actually going to disagree with him 100%, um, and I definitely think we're going to start in the AFC with Buffalo and the Indianapolis Colts. What are your What's your thought on this game? What do you think is going to happen? Bills win, probably. What, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that the Bills really run away with this one like they did last week. I mean, we're talking, I just don't think that Phillip Rivers can keep up with Josh Allen. He's looking way too good right now. The Colts look better than, not the Colts. The Bills look better than ever going to the playoffs right now. Yeah, so the Bills are on the opening line. They're uh, 6.5 favorites with an over-under of 51 points. How are you feeling about this Bills only winning by 6.5? That's that's not even an extra point in a touchdown. Well, I would slam betting that on the spread. I would. That's actually going to be one of my locks this week. I'm definitely going to take the Bills as a 6.5 point favorite, and I'm going to smash that over as well. Yeah, I, I'm also going to go with the over on this one, CJ. I really feel confident that the Bills will, will cover the spread again on the over-under, in which I was incorrect last week. I'm not going to bet against the Bills again, so I'm going to go with Buffalo as well. But again, Indianapolis, bright future, needs their quarterback. So next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers playing the COVID Browns. It's been a crazy week in Cleveland. It's been an emotional roller coaster with them beating the Steelers last week, which, again, they were playing nobody. Now they're playing the Steelers without a head coach. What, what's your thoughts on that? Like, what put into words what you're feeling about these brownies this week? Well, what's a more Cleveland thing to do than to finally make your playoffs for the first time in how many years? And you got all these guys out with COVID, some coaching staff guys out with COVID. I mean, how could that city just can't get anything going for them? They can't get any luck. 
Yeah, Stefanski has it. And by the way, Stefanski, he's been great. Can you agree with that? Oh, yeah. He's definitely turned that Browns franchise in the right direction. Yeah, he's actually up for coach of the year. And I'm going to agree with that as well. More on that next week when we really evaluate the coaches. But Cleveland can't catch a break. I am actually, though, I'm going to shockingly take the Browns. The Steelers are the opening line favorites of 3.5. This almost feels like the Miami trap, though. What Would you agree that I'm, I'm kind of trapping myself just like I did last week with the Miami? Yeah, I think that's just asking for the Steelers to blow them out like the Bills blew out Miami last week. Yeah, but don't you feel that Baker Mayfield is going to bring that squad out fired up he has he feeds off that underdog that count me out mentality now the thing about baker mayfield is sometimes you can question his decision making it's some of the throws he makes are just stupid but there's not a guy that hypes up his team more than baker mayfield yeah i i I also agree with that he has embraced that underdog role his entire career i mean this guy was a walk-on and now walk on to a number one pick to the first quarterback to be able to lead this Browns organization to the playoffs in 18 years. They had an 18-year drought, and that that's crazy. So I am actually going to take Cleveland. I am going to take the under of 47 because I think that number is too high. I think this will be a defensive game. What What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that under there. However, I'm not going to pick an upset on this one. I'm actually going to go with the Steelers, but not by much. I'm going to go with no more than six points. Thinking, Yeah, I mean, I can agree with that as well. I can see both sides. This is the game to watch, for sure. In my opinion, this is actually the game to watch, and it, it, it's going to be a good one. And the AFC also brings us a great matchup with the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens with the Ravens opening up as 4.5 favorites 54.5 spread do you think that Baltimore is going to be able to finally get Lamar Jackson his first playoff win yes yeah yes yes okay well I mean that this is a this is a tough one because Tennessee still has Derrick Henry who, by the way, we were correct. He did break the 2000 on the season. I would like to point that out. Do you think Baltimore is finally going to get that, that monkey off their back to beat Tennessee? Well, I think they'll be out looking for revenge against the Titans. They lost to them in the playoffs last year, and they lost to them in the regular season this year. They are really hot right now. I think they are playing the best football they have all season. So I think that they're going to take this game. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to agree with you I was playing devil's advocate there I think Baltimore wins I think they cover the 4.5 spread and I think the over will happen because a Tennessee Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback right I mean I can't I can't say that he's not a good quarterback but he is not Lamar Jackson yeah I'm gonna agree with you and of course the Tennessee Titans are gonna score points they got Derrick Henry I mean what else can you say about that yeah, Derrick Henry is a absolute tank of a man, and I, I think Tennessee is going in the right direction, but I think Baltimore will cover the 4.5 spread. I'm not going to put that as a lock this week, in my opinion, but I definitely would 
say that that is a pretty good bet. Now, the NFC. We got the number two New Orleans Saints, who are 12-4, and four, playing the number seven Chicago Bears, 8-8. Eight and eight. Do you think anything crazy happens there in Chicago? I don't think anything interesting really happens. I mean, I just think New Orleans is going to win this one. I don't think there's much else to say about it. Chicago Bears, credit to them for making the playoffs. Mr. Trubisky, he doesn't play that well when he comes in, but he wins ball games. What else can you say? That's true, and he did gain the respect of his teammates this year, which is, you know, he showed what it's like to have grit, right, where he was counted out, and he had to gain the trust of that organization and his team back, so credit to him, and it, it, it's at New Orleans. I, excuse me, I apologize about that, but I, I'm going to go with New Orleans as well. I think they're too good of a football squad, and the Bears are coming into the right direction, I just don't think they have enough to beat Drew Brees and the Saints, who I feel like is kind of a destiny year as well. It's Drew's probably last season. They're going to be playing for a lot more than just a playoff win. Yeah, I agree with you. I am I might be taking the Saints all the way this year. I mean, I think that it is Drew Brees' last year, and I think that whole team's going to come out inspired for Drew Brees. He's a legend, future Hall of Famer. Definitely a future Hall of Famer. He will never be on the Not a Hall of Famer segment, which we'll catch that later. I got some interesting ones here. But we got number three, Seattle, 12 and 4, facing New Orleans, or no, sorry, number six, Rams. Now, this is a tough one because it's, it's a true defense versus offense and not offense versus defense. Seattle is a terrible defense. The Rams have a not very good offense, and the Rams have a very good defense. Seattle is a very good offense. Who wins this? This is a really tough one. This is a game that I will not be putting money on because I honestly don't know which direction it's going to go. The Rams look good sometimes. They don't look good sometimes. Same with the Seahawks. If you look at the Seahawks early in the season, they looked unstoppable. We all thought they should be the Super Bowl favorites, but now they just haven't been playing well as of late yeah the rust for mvp train got derailed midway through the season and i it has not really gotten back on the tracks the seahawks i'm going to actually take as getting upsetted by los angeles because i think los angeles is going defense wins championships and they have a very good defense i think that they will beat Russell Wilson in that offense. I And then I know the Rams are going to need some help. Jared Goff is not the answer, but I think that they will win. I disagree with you. I think the Seahawks are going to win this one, but not by much. I think it's going to be a one-two point ball game. So I'm going to take Los Angeles covering the spread as the four and a half point underdog. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to go with the over on this as well, 42. The only reason, 42 is a very low number to me. I think both teams can easily score more than 20 points. I think it, it'll be in the 20s, but I, I can definitely definitely see why the why it's so low because the what we mentioned with defense versus offense, terrible offense, terrible defense. I just think, and Seattle has a bad defense, man. They are not good. They, they need to draft a decent deal. Finally, we have the Washington football team versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks by a million. By a, mil by a million. Now, 
the 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 true storyline of this is uh, a seven and nine Washington football team is hosting a Tampa Bay team who's eleven and five. Chase Young is going to be ecstatic to play Tom Brady. He is very excited about that. Tom Brady though is Tom Brady. I mean, there, I have nothing more to say about that. Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. And I think he's going to show out. I think they're going to cover the 7.5 spread. I think they win by 30. Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Very good team. And Rob Gronkowski, if you want to count him as an elite player. But definitely Tampa Bay. Yeah, what you saw from Tom Brady in the regular season. He's an elite quarterback, right? Now we're going to the playoffs. Step it up another notch. It's playoff time now. Yeah, and I mean, he has 40 touchdowns, and he is 40, 42 years old. And, I mean, that's that's amazing. He's obviously not an MVP discussion because of, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. Tom Brady's won plenty of those. He wants to win one more Super Bowl for sure. And, I mean, there's just there's not enough good we can say about Tom Brady. He is the greatest of all time at his position. I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Um, would would you agree with? I mean, everyone else has called him the goat. Would you also call him the goat? I don't think there's any arguing it really, and anyone that does argue it, they haven't looked at any of the numbers. Yeah, and again, we're gonna get back to the NFL, but last week was a it was a weird time to start a podcast, to tell you the truth, because college football and the timing of it, we didn't get to talk about college, and we love college football here in the studio, so we are going to evaluate. The game that's happening on Monday. Right now it's happening on Monday. There are some COVID issues. But Ohio State and Alabama. What is even... I mean, it is going to be an amazing game, in my opinion. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really good game all around. If Alabama's at their best, Ohio State's at their best, we're going to see a shootout. There's no doubt about that. Yes, and I mean, Ohio State... We'll break them down. I mean, we have seven games of film on them. We understand them a little better. We understand what the offense is good at. And we understand that their DB room needs some help. Their D-line is pretty good at football. I'm not going to lie to you. Their defensive line got to Trevor Lawrence last week. They made Trevor uncomfortable. And, I mean, they made them. Trevor was second in Heisman voting. He's the number one pick. He's a good quarterback. And they made him uncomfortable. From the get out. Now they play a tougher team. Alabama is tough. They have weapons on weapons on weapons. They have they can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They, Mac, Mac Jones, he's not to me he's the worst coming into this draft class, which is not a knock at this guy. He is he's not an elite talent college quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, if you look at the wide receiver room they have there at Alabama, I don't know. I think that most quarterbacks would go in and succeed on that offense. Yeah, and I mean, this isn't a season where we have a Joe Burrow. We have good quarterbacks. We don't have, I mean, we have a lot of good quarterbacks, but we don't have a Joe Burrow caliber player. So this national championship game is not as easy to tell as as last season. Last season... I knew LSU was going to win. I think ever I think LSU was so good at passing the football that 
it was just indisputable how good they were and how good Joe Burrow was. This year, Justin and Mac Jones, I, I don't know if they, they're not that caliber, at least passing the ball. Um, Justin Fields is going in hurt as well. That is notable after what happened last week. He's having some rib complications and or abdominal issues. He's going to play. I mean, he's got thumb injuries. I don't know if he's going to be as mobile, but we got, I mean, we, we got Sermon running the rock who averaged, what, 8.4 a carry last week. So that, there's that. Alabama's got to stop the run. It This is going to be an old school style game. A lot of running. Najee Harris, Hurdle God. It's it's going to be a matchup to watch. I think the most interesting matchup in this game is the Ohio State receivers versus the Alabama secondary. Are they going to be able to step it up? Those safeties for Alabama have given up the deep ball all season. And as you saw last week, Fields and Alave, they love that deep ball. They do. And Justin Fields, last week you realized that tight ends do play football. That was new for him. And I'm very proud that he came to that realization that he can actually throw the rock to his guys. So it makes it a very, very interesting matchup. And I'm going to go with Alabama winning by, I'm I'm actually going to say they're going to cover the eight point spread because I think they are going to win by 10. I'm going to take Ohio State in this one. I may be a bit of a homer. I think it's going to be a shootout all the way. I could see this game going either way, but I'm taking Ohio State. I think the key to this football game is Ohio State going to be able to stop Najee Harris. Yeah, That's the key. Yeah, I think, honestly, this game is Ohio State's game to win and Alabama's game to lose. I think Alabama's going in as a favorite, and it's all on Alabama's shoulders. Now, the over-under is 75 points. That's a massive number, and it looks like Vegas agrees with us. This is going to be a shootout. Defense doesn't matter. A lot of running, a lot of passing. Um, Devontae Smith is going to probably get two touchdowns at least. Heisman winner. Congrats, by the way. We'll talk about the Heisman later. But I I, I definitely think that Alabama, it's their game to lose. I think Ohio State's going to come in. They're going to play a good game. And it depends which Alabama team shows up. If it's the Alabama team that played Florida and Kyle Trask, oh boy. Oh boy. It's going to be a great, great game for Ohio State. If the Notre Dame Alabama shows up, it could be a long day for Justin Fields. Speaking of Justin Fields, do you feel that he was snubbed from the Heisman finalist? Or or do you think that he should have been a little below it? No, I don't think so. With the way he was playing all season, I think it's obvious, especially with six games, why he wasn't considered. However, if he were to play like this, like he did against Clemson all season long, even with those six games, I think he would be a favorite to win it. Now, there would be a lot more consideration if he played all 12, right? But that didn't happen. Yeah, he, he didn't get to play all 12. Again, not Ohio State's fault. The COVID issues, all all that did affect their season, unfortunately. But I, I definitely think Justin, he's a good player. He's a good dude. And he'll be a he'll make a head coach very happy. In, in, in the future, next season in the NFL. Also, speaking of Heisman, I already congratulated Devontae Smith, the first receiver since, what, 1991 to win that award? That is amazing. We're, we're starting to break the stigma. If one thing good came out of 2020, we're finally breaking the stigma 
that the Heisman's just a quarterback and running back award. If we look at um, the previous winners, I mean, it was all quarterbacks and running backs. What, what, what do you think of a receiver finally getting it done, CJ? Devontae Smith, the first non-quarterback or running back to win the Heisman since Charles Woodson in 1997 and the first receiver since Desmond Howard in 1991. I mean, he finally broke that long 20-plus year string of just quarterbacks and running backs winning it. Now, I mean, yeah, I was right on the 1991. I'm pretty happy about that. Is he going to follow into the Heisman curse where they're going to lose this national championship? I don't know. But, I mean, Eric Couch, definitely, or Crouch, right? Who's that? I mean, I'm looking at this Heisman list, and I'm saying, who are a lot of these players? What did they do in the NFL? Is Devontae Smith, is he too skinny for the NFL, the Slim Reaper? Or is he going to be a elite talent? Like, or is he? I, I feel like he's going to be like a CD Lamb on a team, like a more of a slot kind of guy. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's going to be excellent in the NFL. I don't know that he's necessarily going to play that number one role like he does in college, but I think he'll fit into a team very well, and he'll make a whatever quarterback with the team he goes to very happy. Yeah, looking at this, so the previous Heisman winners are Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Lamar Jackson. So there was a string there of quarterbacks. And then we look at Derrick Henry, who, again, absolute man-child. I feel like we can't say that enough. Previously, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel, Robert Griffin III. The list goes on and on. And most of the non-quarterback players are Alabama guys. Have you noticed that? Yeah, that does seem like it. I didn't really realize that until you mentioned it. Yeah, Mark Ingram, and then it was Derrick Henry right after, or Derrick Henry a couple years later, and now it's Devontae Devontae Smith. It's it's very crazy to me that these Alabama product players, not quarterbacks, have been so successful because Mark Ingram's been a successful NFL player. Derrick Henry's been a very successful NFL player. So it kind of blows my mind that these non-quarterback players are going to the going to the league, the big league, and they're producing. It's it's it it says a lot about what Nick Saban's doing over there. He is the Bill Belichick of college football. I mean, I don't know if there's any indisputable evidence. Now his quarterback room is always lacking. He produces other positions, correct? Yeah, I don't. If you're a top running back wide receiver prospect and Alabama offers you I don't know how they're not at the top of your list do you agree with me yeah and I mean they used to run out back back way back when when we were growing up now Alabama they used to be a run heavy team since I mean they their receiver you right now I mean come on Jerry Judy Henry Ruggs Devonta Smith uh what Wiseman right he'll be he's a top 10 Heisman contender next season which is also just crazy but I mean before they used to just be so run heavy Nick Saban has adapted with the times he has been he's been the one solid thing in college football over the past 10 or so years knowing that Nick Saban is going to have a dang good football team yeah there's no doubt about that it's just year in year out they lose let's say they lose 15 starters no problem they reload 
get ready to go, get back into the playoffs. Yeah, and in the offseason, obviously not now. We got a full slate, can't talk about this yet, but I'd also like to rank these Heisman these Heisman guys for what they did in college. Tim Tebow, I'm looking at him. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford was so dang good in college. Tim Tebow, in my opinion, top five college quarterback of all time. And then they went to the league, they flopped, and finally that stigma was broken with Derrick Henry, Lamar, Baker, Kyler, Joe. These guys are all, they're all dogs in the league. And we're going to actually flip back to the NFL because there's so much to talk about in the NFL right now that we, we need to address some things. And most importantly, we need to talk about Bruce Arians' sunglasses. Is it hard or not? It's definitely a different look for him. I mean, he's got that hat on, that classic Bruce Arians hat. This week, he pulls out the sunglasses. I think there's kind of mixed opinions on how it was. With the I think he looked shield. pretty good. Yeah, he had the face shield, too. I mean, I think it's a pretty good look, to be honest with you. I'm going to rate this outfit, uh, or that fit, the sunglasses. Uh, I mean, he was swagging out there. I'm going to give him an 8. Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid 8.5. See, he's usually a pretty sharp-dressed dude, too. He, he looks good with that little hat on he's got. He kind of looks like a movie director. And then those sunglasses. Well, looking at his team this year, they kind of are a movie. You got Antonio Brown, who who's redeemed himself, by the way, though. So it, that's a whole thing. We got Tom Brady, who's the absolute GOAT. We got the party god, Rob Gronkowski. He could just be a director. And this is probably going to be a 30 for 30 in like 10 or so years if they can win the Super Bowl with the, with the people they brought in with um, Tom, Gronk, Antonio Brown. And they, they are just so interesting to watch. I think Rob Gronkowski and Bruce Arians' movie definitely plays that kind of Thad Castle role, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they, they're, they're the Blue Mountain State right now of the NFL, which is just, it, 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 it's astounding. And you got Tom Brady, who is just the GOAT, as we talked about earlier. Now, speaking of high, just sideline hijinks, Diggs, Stefan Diggs, the dental hygienist. He was flossing, not the Fortnite dance. He was actually flossing his teeth. That's how the Bills were. The Bills probably, you know, they knew our pick. They said, no, Miami, they have nothing on us. We're going to literally floss on them. Yeah, I think he just had to floss his teeth after he ate up that Miami defense. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, he was. the hijinks this season have been hilarious. Stephon Diggs. And I mean the the Bills. I mean they're they're just a youthful, fun team, literally flossing and knowing each other's ins and outs, as as uh, Josh Allen has said in the past. Also, the beards. We promised this last week. We teased it. We're not going to get to it yet because I want you guys to wait on the top five current beards in the NFL. And next week we're going to do the greatest beards of all time top five list. But now we're going to flip to my quarterback room this week, which is going to be my playoff edition. Tom Brady, Alex Smith, and Patrick Mahomes. All these quarterbacks to qualify to be in this room this week, they, they, they got to the playoffs. Now, Tom Brady, I've already kind of evaluated him this whole show, what he did at New England, wins games, understands the game better than any quarterback right now. He is the GOAT. He's the best to ever do it. He's he's won more than 
I mean, any quarterback in the last decade, he goes to Super Bowls, he gets it done. Tom Brady this week is my number one quarterback in the playoff room. Father time has not caught this man. It's literally astounding. Every year, they always talk. I talked a little bit about this last week about the cliff, and he still is not falling off that cliff. This dude is father time. He is so dang good at football, and I, I don't think that this year's any different. 42, 40 plus touchdowns. He is a monster. Now, Alex Smith, he is the comeback player of the year. I think it should be unanimous. He has been such a beast, and I'm not saying his numbers are the best. I mean, he has a good quarterback or or QBR, um, actually better than Patrick Mahomes. I read that today. He, He obviously has more interceptions and touchdowns, and you can say this and that about Alex Smith, but... The Comeback Player of the Year award, like many people on Twitter have been saying, should be named after Alex Smith. Nothing speaks to me more than a quarterback who almost died. He almost died, and now this is no news. He's leading the Washington football team to the playoffs, and it's super impressive. His numbers are not the best this year, but he's winning games. He's 4-1 as a starter in Washington, which is impressive. And, I mean, Bruce Arians even said that they're not playing Dwayne Haskins. They're playing Alex Smith. Dwayne Haskins, I mean, it, he, he, we talked about this last week. We don't really need to go back into it. You know, biggest bust at this second in the last 10 years. Alex Smith has been a very, very solid guy for them this year. I don't know if next year the charm will be the same. This year he definitely is, is the guy. And then finally... Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. You you turn on ESPN, that's what they're talking about. Patrick Mahomes. He likes ketchup. He likes throwing footballs. And he's very good at both of them. He is not going to win MVP this year, I don't think. It looks like it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. And, I mean, he... But he's good. I think... Like I said, I think they're going to go back-to-back. Patrick Mahomes is definitely my player of the year, and my MVP. Now we're going to be going to CJ versus Vegas. He's going to, and of course his segment is CJ goes over three games. His lock is over his under. That is coming up next. All right, the first game I'm going to go over with you in this segment is the New Orleans Saints versus the Chicago Bears. I think that the Saints are a lock as the favorite of an eight and a half points. And I'm definitely going to take the under in that game as well. Now, Chicago, yeah, they had a great end of the season. They were able to punch their ticket into the playoffs. But I think this is just New Orleans' game to lose, and I don't think they're going to. The next game I will be discussing is the number four Washington football team versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is an easy cover for the Bucks. However, Washington football team has Alex Smith playing at quarterback. He is 4-1 as the starter, but I think this Tampa Bay Buccaneers squad, playoff Tom, I think they're just going to be too much. The Bucks are going to cover that spread easily. The next game that I will be discussing is the Buffalo Bills versus the Indianapolis Colts. The opening line for this one is a 6.5 point. Buffalo Bills the favorite, 
and I think they'll easily cover that versus the Indianapolis Colts. I think that Josh Allen is too much. Indianapolis has a good defense. However, I just do not think they will keep up with Phillip Rivers at their quarterback position. And for the next segment, I know a lot of you have been waiting for this one. We teased it last week. It is time for the top five beards of the NFL. What do you think, Dakota? So coming in at number five is a real shocker, Adam Thielen. Why Adam Thielen? He's got a nice, clean beard. He really takes care of that thing. It's getting better. I would say he's my number five. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Adam Thielen, his beard's not too much. He's just got that classic. He's got that classic man look. Just looks good, clean cut. That's all you need. Yeah, and number four is uh, Joe Burrow, because Joe Burrow with his beard is a handsome devil. He rocks that beard. He uh, he captured it on Instagram as the salty splatoon. And I think that's the look. That's what we're going to call his beard now is the Salty Splatoon. How, how are you feeling on Joe's beard? And do you, where do you think he goes from here? I think he's going to keep trying to grow that beard. I mean, a lot of people disagreed with it online at first. But I think people are starting to come around to it. And let's be real. Joe can do whatever he wants. He's a grown man. <laughs> he is a grown man. Number three, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell, he's been rocking a beard for a couple years. I think that the beard look is it's kind of his thing. It's not it's not outrageous. It's not it's not too much. I think he keeps that thing trimmed. Number three, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I'm convinced Odell gets his beard trimmed up by a professional on a daily basis. When do you see that man looking sloppy? I mean, that beard's always clean cut, and he's always got the swag on, dude. You know, he's got. The watch, what was it, $100,000 watch, or was it a million? It was expensive. He wore that, and he wore that watch. He always wears the, the crazy galaxy armbands. So number three, Odell Beckham Jr., number one in the swag category. Number two is going to be Keenan Allen, the bold wonder, the fantasy god in some games. His beard is a little unkept, but it's got it's got the the density and it, it, it's a good looking beard if he trimmed it up a little bit it might look a little better it's not a curly beard i don't know if there's really any good curly beards in our category i haven't seen any in a minute but he's definitely rocking that beard i think one of the greatest combos of all time you don't really see it much at a wide receiver position the bald head and the beard i think that's just a classic american man look it is and i i think that the the receiver room is definitely bringing the beards this year. I think next year we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it again. But number one, this should not be a shocker to anyone. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Harvard graduate. We looked online, it, they call it the Harvard. It's not very sophisticated, but it's a good looking beard. It sticks out of his helmet. Come on. I mean, that beard is luscious. Yeah, he looks great with that beard. I mean, if you go back and look at his old pictures when he didn't have the beard. He just looks like a 10 times better looking man now. Yeah, the beard is the, the beard is in. There's no weird beards on this show today. And I think everyone in our in our top 5 definitely deserve it. Now, speaking of Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I put out a poll on Twitter this week to see who was not a Hall of Famer our weekly segment. And this week is the number one on the beard list, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the ultimate journeyman in the NFL. 
people are saying he's not a Hall of Famer, and I'm going to agree with them because he he's just been a utility tool his whole career. He's won games, typically the first four games. He He's not quite a Hall of Famer. He's a great dude, uh, and he's a legend in our hearts. Yeah, I agree with you. He's just a great player. How do you not like him? Although I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, I think his name is going to be remembered for years to come. Yeah, and I mean, he could get into the Hall of Fame off you know, off some numbers, but I just think like last week, Phillip Rivers, not a Hall of Famer. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're not a Hall of Famer yet. You haven't won a Super Bowl. You haven't even been able to win a starting job. That's not a hate on you. That's just That's just how it's been. Again, luscious beard, amazing dude, smart dude. Just not a Hall of Famer. Greatest backup of all time. What do you think? Yeah, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna agree with that. He has been the backup of backups. He's been teaching Tua. He's been a mentor. He knows the game. He's just he. I feel like he developed late. He's old. His arm is. I mean, that throw where his face was getting. I mean, he was getting pulled down by the face mask. That was amazing. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a win now quarterback. He's not done. But at this moment, he's not a Hall of Famer. He cannot keep a job, which, again, isn't really his fault. He doesn't need that role. He's He wants to be remembered as the guy that, you know, brought up all these young guys. And I, I definitely think he'll be remembered well. In our last segment of the day is a segment we're going to be doing until the Super Bowl. Is our Super Bowl predictions, are they different? Are they the same? We're going to be ending the show every time with our Super Bowl predictions because that's the end of the NFL season. Then it goes to the offseason. So, first of all, who are you thinking is Super Bowl bound this year, CJ? My picks are going to remain the same as they were last week with New Orleans and Buffalo meeting up in the championship. I think my confidence with that pick amplified a lot last week in Buffalo's big win over Miami. I think they are a Super Bowl caliber team, and I have no doubt they can go all the way and take down the New Orleans Saints in the Super Bowl. Nice. Okay, well, I am actually going to change my pick this week. Last week, I I said it was going to be the Chiefs, and I believe I said it was the Saints. This week, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay against the Chiefs. I'm not going to change the Chiefs. I think that Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in football currently not of all time I mean to me Tampa Bay is that team that can get to a Super Bowl I do not think though that Bruce Arians can out coach the I mean he can't out coach Andy Reid and it and Andy Reid's gonna have time to game plan so I definitely think that the Chiefs back to back that is still going to be my lock Uh, excuse me I said Green Bay last week but Tampa Bay is going to beat Green Bay. I think Tom Brady will beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. And it's going to be something fun to watch. Now, again, we really appreciate you listening here this week on this week's podcast. Uh, This week should be posted on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. You can follow us at Twitter at Unfiltered, the football podcast, where we'll be posting mostly daily content. You can interact with us. You can vote in our fan polls. And even if you want to shoot us a comment, we'll give you a shout out. Whatever you guys want to do, this will be up on YouTube, on iTunes, on a hosting platform. I'm not sure on the iTunes release date yet. Everything's got to get passed through. But I, I definitely, it'll be on YouTube 9 a.m. Saturday, which we have gotten a good response from week one. 
we feel that this week's content is only going to get better and next week's going to get better and we're very excited and again thank you so much for listening to our podcast and you guys have a great rest of your weekend we'll catch up next week